morning, Impact City. Isn't it awesome to be in the house of the Lord this morning? Isn't it awesome to just be able to praise him and lift him up and glorify him? Amen. We welcome you. Thank you, worship team. I'm going to invite you to open your Bibles to the book of Mark, chapter 10. It's, everything is in the Version app. You can tap or turn. Mark chapter 10, verse 46 through 52. We're wrapping up our 21-day fast today, continuing along the same themes of faith over fear, believing in God for great days ahead of us. I'm glad the Bible says that he takes us from glory to glory. Amen. The Bible says, then, he, then they came to Jericho as Jesus and his disciples together with a large crowd were leaving the city. A blind man, Bartimaeus, which means son of Timaeus, was sitting by the roadside begging. When he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to shout, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Many rebuked him and told him to be quiet, but he shouted all the more, son of David, have mercy on me. Jesus stopped and said, call him. So they called the blind man, cheer up on your feet. It's your turn. He's calling you. So he throws, throwing his cloak aside, he jumped to his feet and he came to Jesus. What do you want me to do for you? Jesus asked him. The blind man said, Lord, I want to see. Go, said Jesus. Your faith has healed you. Your faith has healed you. Immediately he received his sight and follow Jesus along the road. Please take your seats for just a few moments. This is the last and final public miracle of Jesus that we are witnessing in this account. The first one began in Cana when they invited Jesus to a wedding and he turns water into wine his first public miracle, his first miracle, and then his final one before his death. We see it taking place in this city that we know as Jericho. So there's a blind man, there's Jesus, and there's a crowd. It tells us that there's a blind man begging. He's begging and he's asking for alms, he's asking for help, anything that he can just to be able to live and to survive just to see another day. It indicates that he had no one in his life that was able to care for him. He had no support system. He had no one that was able to take him from, to and from where he needed to go. And on this particular day, Matthew writes in his narration of his, this account that there was a large crowd. And Jesus is traveling to Jericho on his way to Jerusalem. And, and the road is a rugged road. It's not a very appealing city. There's severe cliffs. There's massive drops. So this is the location. This is where we're seeing that this story is unfolding. This blind man. He wasn't just any blind man because there was other blind men that are mentioned in the Bible. But this particular blind man has a name. The Bible lets us know who he is. And it's important because not everyone in the Bible was named. For example, when we see the woman at the well, 
We just know her as the woman at the well. There was no particular name that was ever provided. The woman with the issue of blood who pressed on and went through the crowd to be able to obtain her miracle. Her name is never given. She's known as the woman with the issue of blood. The other beggar whose name is not given or the blind man. But this particular man is named Bartimaeus. The fact that his name is mentioned lets us know his identity and lets us know that who he is. He's Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus. And when we see him here, he is struggling with a condition that he cannot change and that he cannot do anything about. It's something to have a condition that we can do something about and that we could put practices and disciplines in place to be able to make some changes in our lives. But it's another thing to have a condition that there is absolutely nothing that we can do about. And this was Bartimaeus's situation. He's sitting at the roadside. He's sitting on the side of the road, the highway, if you would, if you would allow me to use that term. He's just sitting there while people are passing by him daily. This has been going on for some time. This has been going on, and he is just there, just trying to survive with his cloak, perhaps something to receive some alms, and he is just watching people go by him daily. And maybe that's the way some of us feel in this place today, that we are stuck in a condition, in a place in life where we're just looking and everyone's passing us by. And everyone else is making everyone else is advancing, everyone else is progressing, but it feels like we are just stuck. And it may not be all areas of your life, it just may be one particular area that you stop and you ask yourself, why is he moving forward and I'm not? Why is she moving forward and I'm not? Bartimaeus is in this condition where people are passing him by constantly. And his condition has caused a pause in his life where he just sees everyone else is moving, where he just sees everyone else is receiving what they need. But what about Bartimaeus? And you may be asking, what about me? What about me and my hurt? What about me in my condition? What about me today? Nobody to help him while he's continually staying still. Nobody to be able to rescue him. Nobody to be able to provide any medical insight. Nobody to be able to provide resources. There's no medication. There is nothing. He is simply in survival mode. He's simply in survival mode. And what if that's me today? What if that's you today? That we're just in survival mode, not living life the way Christ designed us. We know that the enemy has come to seek, to kill, and to destroy. But we also know that Jesus came to give life and to give it more abundantly. And he's talking about here on earth. But what if we're not tapping into our life that Christ has designed for us here to live a life of peace and to live a life of joy, not to live a perfect life and not to live a life where there is no trouble, no, but to know that in the trouble God is with us and he will see us through. But, but how many of us are just in survival mode, just from one day to the next? I'm just hoping that I make it to tomorrow. I'm just hoping I don't know how I'm going to pay the bills next week. I don't know how I'm going to make it. Bartimaeus is surviving 
But on this day, he woke up this morning, that morning, and it was a day like every other day. He had a routine in place. There was not a lot of options. There was not a lot of places to go. It was the life that he knew. But on this day that started like every other day was a day that would be like no other because it was a day that Jesus was passing through the city. He passes through Jericho, and all of a sudden, he can hear well, he can't see anything. He can hear that, that there's more people than usual. And he can hear the commotion. And he can hear that there's a multitude going by. And, and it was very custom in those times that when Jesus would come, people would come out of their houses and just stand and be able to, to see the master. So this is taking place. And Bartimaeus can't experience it with his eyes. But he can hear that it is a different sound. H have you ever been able to hear something different in your spirit that, than what you can not see? with your physical eyes, what you cannot see. Have you ever been able to hear something? And the awesome part about this is, yes, he cannot see, but he can hear. The blind man can hear. He doesn't stay focused on what he cannot do, but he stays focused and he taps into what he does have available to him. There are more people than usual, and he begins to ask. Bartimaeus begins asking, what is going on? What is taking place? I hear something different, and they tell him it's Jesus. Jesus of Nazareth is coming through the city. And immediately at that point, he could have said, there's no way. I have all the odds stacked against me. There is absolutely no way with all the people that are, that are around. There's no way. With, with everything that has happened in my life, there is no way. With my present condition, there's no way. With everything that I have faced, there's no way. It's too loud. But he heard that there was a man named Jesus. He had never seen him, but he had heard that there was a man named Jesus that could do the impossible. And that was enough for him. Him that day. Maybe you're here today and you have never seen Jesus work in your life. Maybe you have not seen him. You've just heard that he's been able to heal and you've just heard that he's been able to lift up and maybe you've just heard that he's been able to restore and maybe that's all you need today to know I haven't seen it but I know I've heard and that was Bartimaeus's story on that day. He had not witnessed anything but he heard there was a man named Jesus and what does he do? He uses what he has left. He uses what he has left. Stop focusing on what you don't have and let's focus on what we do have. Yes, we may have lost a few things. Yes, everything may not be in order, but what do I have? I have a faith that conquers fear. I have the ability to walk into a place and be able to lift up the name of Jesus with like-minded believers and glorify him and worship him. What do I have left? I have a little bit of hope that I've seen him work before that, I, that he can do it again and 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 if he hasn't failed me up until this moment he won't fail me yet I have to focus on what I do have I have a God that is able he doesn't focus on what is missing he focuses on what he can use I can hear and I can speak so he takes, so considering all the factors, he takes action. And in verse 47, Bartimaeus cried out. When he heard 
that it was Jesus of Nazareth. Notice they tell him it's Jesus of Nazareth. It's where he's from. It's where he's associated. But when Bartimaeus initiates the call, he does not use this term. He says, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Have mercy on me. He couldn't see anything physically, but he had faith enough to capture the attention of the master. I'm reminded that the Apostle Paul said that we walk by faith and not by sight. The actual word that is used here by, by Bartimaeus is to yell or to scream at a loud voice. He says, Jesus, son of David. He says, this is my chance. This is the only, this is maybe my last chance that I will ever have in this lifetime to call on him. So he calls and he says, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. While they told him it was Jesus of Nazareth, he calls him Jesus, son of David. He's referring and he's confirming his faith that he believes that this is the Messiah, the chosen one, the anointed, sent one. What Matthew describes in his first chapter as the genealogy of Jesus, it points back to David. So he says, while Jesus may be rejected among others, he says, Bartimaeus says, I believe that you are who you say you are. I believe that you are Jesus, the Messiah. I believe that you are Jesus, the son of David. Is there anyone in this place that knows who he is? Is there anybody in this place that says, Jesus, they may, they may refer to you there, but I know who you are. I know who you are. In Matthew chapter 8, a centurion came to Jesus and said, please come help because my servant is paralyzed and he is suffering terribly. And Jesus said, shall I come and heal him? And the, the centurion said, I'm not worthy. I don't deserve for you to come under my roof. He said, but just speak the word and my servant shall be healed. Because I also, he said, I am a man of authority. And I tell my servant to come and he comes. And I tell the other servant to go and he goes. And I tell my servant to do this and he does that. And Jesus said, I have never seen such great faith as I am hearing from you. This man said, Jesus, you don't even need to come to my house. You don't need to be in the same room. You are Jesus. And you can say the word here and it can cause change over there. That is the God that we serve, that he can just say the word. I know who you are. I know who you are. You are wonderful. You are counselor. You are mighty God. You are the everlasting father. You are the prince of peace. I know who you are. You are the mighty God. You are the beginning. You're the end. You're the alpha. You're the omega. You're Elohim. You're El Shaddai. You are the God that is more than enough. You are the God that is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that I ask or think according to the power that works in. I know who you are. And if you just say the word. If you just say the word, and Jesus said, go, and your servant is healed. And on that day, his servant was healed. Bartimaeus believed and said, I know who you are. You're Jesus, son of, the son of David. And he's just trying to be heard. Through all the noise, he cried out to the only one that could help him. He cried out to the only one that can help him. 
And I'll say it again. He didn't focus on the obstacle of not being able to see, but he focused on what he was able to use. Can I remind you that God can work through what you have available? God can work through what you have available. When God called Moses and told him, go and tell Pharaoh to let my people go, and Moses begins arguing with God, we all know how that ends. Then the Lord said to him, he said, what is in your hand? He said, I have a staff. He said, lay it down. And when it laid down, it turned into a snake. And Moses got scared. Immediately, Jesus or God said, pick it up from the tail. When he picked it up, it turned into a staff again. And then when he said, Moses, look at your hand. Put it inside your coat. When he took it out, it was white, full of leprosy. He said, put it back in your coat. And then he took it out and it was restored back to normal. God can work through what you have. God can work with what you have available. Bartimaeus couldn't hear, couldn't see, but he could speak. He opened his mouth. Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Have mercy on me. Have, give me something that I don't deserve. It's not so much that I'm good. It's because he's good. It's not so much because I'm worthy. It's because he's worthy. It's out of his. It's not because I'm righteous. It's because he's righteous. Have mercy on me. I need something that I really don't deserve, but I'm trusting you to fill the gap. So Bartimaeus, he cries out and in verse 48, the Bible says that many rebuked him and told him to be quiet, but he shouted all the more. He said, son of David, have mercy on me. And this was a breaking point in the life of Bartimaeus. And in this moment, because at this point, Jesus has not yet called him. But yet he has enough faith to keep on going. And while the crowd is telling him, be silent. Just stay quiet. He could have missed his opportunity. It's not like he said, should I listen to God or should I listen to the crowd? The master had not called him yet. All he has is the crowd speaking into him. How many times have we missed opportunities because of who we let speak into our lives? How many times have we missed our opportunities in God because we're letting someone say, don't even try. Just don't even try to serve. Don't be to, and they just discourage us and they say, you know what? I'm sorry that you're facing through that. I face that. There's nothing, there's nothing worse than missing an opportunity because we're letting someone speak into our lives that is causing us to miss a moment with the master. The Bible says that on, in the power of the, on the power of the tongue, there lies life and death what are we letting being that is being spoken into our lives because Bartimaeus could have easily said you know what you're right it's too loud there's no way he's going to call me there's too many people telling me again that are against me I've been like this for too long I should just accept my circumstance what if he would have listened to the discouraging voices that day and the story would have ended in that moment but Bartimaeus decided that he was going to scream even louder that he was going to shout even louder that he was going to capture the attention of the master He refused to stop. Could we be stuck this morning because we're letting the voices that are speaking into our lives dictate our next move? Bartimaeus didn't let that happen. So Jesus, in verse 49, Jesus calls him. Jesus stopped and said, 
call him. Call him. In the middle of the noise, in the middle of the crowd, in the middle of all the commotion, Jesus calls Bartimaeus. He captured the attention of the master. I'm so glad he called me. Aren't you glad he called you? I'm glad he calls us his own. It's not so much that I found him because he was never lost. It's that he found us. And maybe you're here today. You're wondering if he sees you in your hurt and he sees you in your despair. He does and he makes the same call to you, you that are drowning in life struggling with emotions left and right, you that feel hopeless, you that feel helpless, one thing right after the other, everything stacked against you. He calls you today and he invites you and he says, come to me, you that are heavy burdened and laden, and I will give you rest. I can take the anxiousness. I can take the uneasy. I can take your shame, I can take your guilt, I can take it, and I can give you rest. He called him. And when he calls him in verse 50, the Bible says that he threw his cloak, his coat, he jumped to his feet, and he came to Jesus. He really didn't know how the story was going to end that, at that particular moment, but he knew that if Jesus was calling him, he had enough faith to know that it was a day of new beginnings. And he took off the coat that represented what he had been associated with all his life. That's how people knew him. That's how people identified him. And he said, I'm taking this off. I'm taking it off, and I'm going to Jesus. I'm leaving the past behind me, and I'm exploring what he has in store for me. I'm not who I used to be, but now I believe I'm going to be somebody else. He had faith enough to know Jesus had not restored his faith, his, his eyesight yet, but he had faith to know, you know what, if he's calling me, I know that there's going to be change. There will be change. Jesus, the master here takes a f the form of a servant, and he says, what do you want me to do for you? The blind man said, Lord, I want to see. What is, what is God asking you this today? Could he be asking you the same question? What do you want me to do for you? The blind man said, Lord, I want to see. One particular translation says, he said, I want to regain my sight, which could indicate that at one point he was able to see and had lost it. I want to see. And in verse 52, musicians, worship team, if you'll come. Verse 52, his faith caused change. Go, said Jesus. Your faith has healed you. The Bible says immediately he received his sight and he followed Jesus along the road. I love that word immediately. In one instance, our God does not need a lot of time, but in one instance, he can do something incredible and life-changing. Jesus told him, your faith, your faith has healed you. He took action. 
Faith without works is dead. He took action. He took action. Your faith has healed you. Notice what's taking place here. There is no doubt that he is the one that has all the power. And he is the miracle worker. And he is the healer. But here, the miracle worker and the healer, the master, the word is saying, your faith has healed you. You believed that it could happen. And your faith has healed you. His life was changed forever. And this can be you today. He is still omnipotent. He still has all power. He still can change. Could you reach out to him in faith today? Could you reach out to him in faith and say, God, I believe. I believe. I believe that you can turn things around. I believe that you can save my loved one that wants nothing to do with you right now. I believe that you can change hearts and I believe you can change minds and I believe you can change circumstances and I believe, I believe you can. And maybe you're here this morning and this is the first you hear of a God that loves you with an unconditional love. He won't change his mind on you. He so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that everyone that would believe in him would not perish but have everlasting life. And maybe you want to make a first-time decision this morning to make Jesus your Lord and Savior. You have that opportunity. You have that opportunity to receive the greatest miracle of all, the salvation of our soul. I want to invite you to close your eyes because here at Impact City, we believe in community and we believe that no one should do life alone and we want to pray with you today. So if you want to make a first-time decision to make Jesus your Lord and Savior, just raise your hand wherever you're at. Raise Raise it high. Let us know in the chat. If you're here, God can. God will. So everyone, please repeat after me. Lord, I admit I am a sinner in need of a savior i believe that you are jesus the son of god who died for the sins of the world and i confess you as lord savior and king of my life in jesus name amen can we put our hands together for everyone that has a new opportunity in jesus today I'm going to invite you to stand for just a moment. I want to pray for you. I want to pray with you. What is your need this morning? What is your need this morning? You have, we have an opportunity to come and make our need, our declaration. We have a, an opportunity to come before God and just say, Jesus, this is what I truly need is what I need. I need peace in my family. I need peace in my marriage. I need peace in my home. What is it that you need? I'm going to invite you to close your eyes right where you're at. If you if you want to come to this altar, I want to invite you to come to this altar. If 
you want to make your place right now an altar, you can make your place right there an altar. But you can come right now and believe and cry out to him and say, I know who you are. I know who you are. I trust who you are. There is no one like you. And I make a declaration today. I make a declaration today. I cry out to you for my need. I cry out to you in my hurt. I cry out to you in my disappointment. I cry out to you in my frustration. Right now in Jesus' name. Father, we thank you. We thank you that you are God. And beside you, there is no other. We thank you, God. Because we know that you can be the first one we go to. We don't have to wait. We don't have to exhaust all other resources. We don't have to use anyone else, God. We know that we can come directly to you. We can come directly to you, and we can know that we can find what we need. Right now, God, we activate our faith. We activate our faith. We declare that our faith is greater than our fear. We declare that no long, it does not matter how long we have had the condition that we are facing right now. We declare that it doesn't matter how long we've been in the situation, just as Bartimaeus. God, we cry out to you because we know that our refuge, our strength, is found in you right now, Jesus. I declare that you will work in every life. I declare, God, that you would heal, that you would restore, that you would save, God, that you would provide like no other one can do. Right now, in Jesus' name, we declare the heavens open. We declare, God, your miracle-working power over every circumstance, over every believer. Right now, we declare it, God, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name.